Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise. Can you hear me in the back? Can you hear me in the side? Can you hear me over there? <laughs> I like that side. All right. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. It's good. It's good. It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. 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 It's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. I don't ever want to discount what can happen in any service. Just a moment in the presence of the Lord can change a whole life history. Amen. Thank God. We appreciate so much, Brother Green, inviting us back for this weekend. We're excited about it, excited about what God is doing in Austin, Texas. Amen. My, my, I'm excited about what God's doing in my life. I'm excited about what he's doing in your life. Amen. And I know this. There's a song that I love, and it says, even when I don't see him, he's working. Even when I don't feel him, he's working. God's working. God's working. God's working. God's working. Don't you let anybody tell you God's not working, praise God. Don't let anybody tell you God don't know what's going on, and he's not in control because he is totally in control. Amen, amen, amen. Going to the book of John. Good to see brother and sister Stevens again. Always want to honor them and their great work. We've got great respect for them. All the other ministry that's here, we appreciate and respect you. We honor you and pray God will bless you and anoint you in ways higher than you ever thought possible. The book of John, the fifth chapter Amen, amen. I trust you've had a great week. We have. We've seen God's hand moving. We have a little RV park that we've built. Some of you know that. Some of you may not. And uh, been a good year, year, a little over a year building it. But God's blessing it. And what we prayed was God use this as a tool. Bring people that you want us to talk to. Bring people that we can introduce you to. And he's doing that. Had a lady move in from Minnesota. Her and her friend came and sat down and talked with me for about an hour. And we were just talking general life. What's going on in Minnesota? What's going on in Texas? And all that. And one of the ladies, uh, the one that was going to actually move down and stay with us. The other lady left out and, and, and the, this one lady she was kind of lingering around for a minute, and, and I just, uh, I don't know how to even come out, but I said, by the way, uh, we've been in the ministry 46 years, and, and we want to serve the people in this park. It's not just uh, having a park. We want to serve the needs of the people in this park. And she said, what kind of preacher are you? I said, I'm Pentecostal. And all of a sudden, her face lit up. She said, this is an answer to prayer. I just got baptized in Jesus' name. <laughs> and she said, I've been going just a few months to church. We have a very small church, 10 or 12 people. She said, uh, hadn't been much going on in our community. And, and we've had somebody move there now. And my brother got the Holy Ghost. And she said, uh, he talked to me. And we bapt I got baptized in the pond out by his house. And, and she said, I thought, I don't want to go to Texas and lose what I've got. 
I said, sis, you get ready. You're not losing anything. You're about to get more. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God started a good work, and God will finish that work. Amen. So we've been talking to her some, and, and it's just been a beautiful thing. And then others have come, and I, I can't, I don't know, there's five or six in there now that I go to bed at night, and I'm laying there, and it's hard to go to sleep because I know that across the way, about 100 yards, God's working in a heart. Just a little word here, a little word there. Uh, just just introducing them to more of God and watching God stir them. One lady came to me yesterday and told me she was a little sick. And today I saw her in the parking lot and I walked over to her and said, Would you mind if I prayed for you? No, I don't mind a bit. I said, Okay. And I just laid my hand on top of her head, began to pray. And, and just she said, Right here in the parking lot, I said, Hey, me and Jesus own this thing. We'll pray wherever we want to pray. Amen. So I got to praying for her, and I could feel the Holy Ghost, and I could see her rubbing her arms. I said, uh-huh. She got doodads on the doodads because when you start talking to Jesus, praise God, he's going to come. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. John 5, John 5. So glad to see all of you tonight. Amen. John 5, verse 1. And after this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in, was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. But while I am coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed, and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. The Jews therefore saith unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day, it is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. He answered them, he said, he that made me whole, the same said to me, take up thy bed and walk. Then asked they him, what man is that which saith unto thee, take up thy bed and walk? And he that was healed wist not who it was. He didn't know who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus findeth him in the temple and saith unto him, Behold, thou art made whole, sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon thee. The man departed and told the Jews it was Jesus which had made him whole. And therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Jesus answered them, My Father worketh here too, and I work. Praise God. Let me talk to you a little while tonight on this thought. Trials, troubles, and triumph. 
trials, troubles, and triumph. Lord bless you, you can be seated. It came a feast time, and Jesus went to Jerusalem for the feast. And there, there in that city, there was a, a place where there was a pool of water. And it had five porches built around it. I'm supposing that it was somewhat like the decks that we build in our backyard sometime. Maybe it wasn't made out of wood, but maybe stone or whatever it might have been they had. But there were five porches built around it. And these porches were full of people that had problems. They had, they had trials of all kinds. Some were blind, some were lame, some had other uh, things going on in their life. And it's not long till Jesus makes his way to where the troubled people are. It's not long till Jesus winds up where the trial, people in trials are. I'm just going to tell somebody in this building right here today, whatever you got going on in your life doesn't frighten him a bit. Whatever you're dealing with is not bothering him even a little bit. The Lord could have said where any trial person with a trial will call my name, I will be there, praise God. If any two troubled people will agree on this, I'll give them an answer, praise God. If two or three folks that are in trials will begin to agree together and meet together in my name, I'll show up in the midst of it, praise God. I'm just telling somebody from here to the end of the age, you might as well get ready everybody's dealing with something. I've never heard so many things, and, and, and people have taken great liberty. Facebook is an, an, uh, an incredible thing. You can use it as a tool. I've got friends that have used it, and they, they've brought people to church with it. I, I've been using it, just social media part of it, and I've been, and been putting things up there about an RV park my daughter has, and, and we, we haven't spent any money on advertising as yet, and we're almost full. We had 21 spots, and we got 19 people. I want you to understand there's a way to use this in a good way, even if some people use it in a bad way. But a lot of people will tell everything about their history on Facebook. That's not real smart. <laughs> but if you want to say, brothers and sisters, I need prayer or whatever it might be. But I want you to know something. Jesus can hear you. Jesus knows where you are. Jesus is going to show up where you are. Regardless of your trials, regardless of your troubles, you can get him to where you are by praising him and worshiping him. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Hallelujah. Anybody else feel the Holy Ghost? Clap your hands to the Lord. you might as well go ahead and have it. We're waiting for things to get better to do this or that or the other. You might as well just go on and do it, praise God, because things are not going to get a whole lot better here from here to the end of the age. There's going to be things going on. But whatever you ask in Jesus' name, believe him. It will be done, praise God. God's not afraid of what's going on in our world. It's not bothering him who's in the White House, praise God. It doesn't bother him who's in the Senate. It doesn't bother him who's 
in, in the Congress, praise God. Our God is God regardless of what is going on in Washington, D.C. The church is going to win regardless of what happens in Washington, D.C. Praise God. I'm serving a God that's bigger than anything you've ever faced, praise God. I'm serving a God that's got an answer for anything you're facing. Oh, my, 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 clap your hands to the Lord. It's a Saturday night. The nightclubs are just beginning to open. They hadn't even got warmed up yet. We're here having a move of God. We're here having church, praise God. I thought about it a while ago when all that beautiful worship was going on and folks out in the congregation were jumping up and down and clapping their hands. When, when, when they dedicated the temple, when they dedicated the new house of God, they slew thousands of animals. There had to be blood running knee deep in that place. They killed oxen. They, they, they slew sheep. They had goats. They had all kinds of stuff that they sacrificed unto God. But God was not moved by any of that. But then 120 priests got on the east side of the altar and began to worship God. And the next thing you know, the Shekinah glory of God has descended on the temple to the point they couldn't go any further with their sacrifice. Praise God. Somebody needs to hear me tonight. Worship still moves God. Praise still moves God. Hand clapping still moves God. Hallelujah. Wave offerings move God. Shouting a little bit moves God. Hallelujah. Well, preacher, I got problem. Praise God anyway. I got fired. Praise God anyway. I got this or that. Go ahead and give God glory anyway. Hallelujah. 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 God has brought us from across the tracks, gave us beautiful edifices like this, sitting along major highways for people to see and people to want to come bring their family. I'm going to tell you what, they didn't come, they're not coming to see the building. They're not coming to see the classes. They're not coming to run their hand over the pew. They're not coming to touch the carpet. They're coming because they believe that in this house there are people that will worship God regardless of what's going on at home, regardless of what's going on at your job, regardless of what your bank account is doing. There are people here who are praising God, and God is moving. Praise God. Oh, my, 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 my. If you've had any kind of problem this week, clap your hand to the Lord. Not for it, but because of it, we're going to praise him anyway. In spite of it, we're going to praise him anyway, thank God. My Jesus' name. I was pastoring a little church one time. We were getting ready to have revival. I called time out. We got to have a little, little huddle here. Our little crew got together on a Thursday night. Revival was starting Sunday morning, and I had everybody come in. We had a little prayer, and I set them down. I said, now, let me, let me just tell you something. I've been around this for a while. If your wife has never burnt the biscuits, she's going to burn them Sunday morning. If the dog has never bit the mailman, he's going to bite him somewhere between here and Sunday. 
If you never had a setback, you're going to have one before Sunday. Because the devil's not going to take it laying down. But I'm just going to tell the devil one thing. There's been all kinds of setbacks. There's been all kinds of problems. There's been all kinds of trials. But you're talking about a church that can't be burnt, that can't be turned, that can't be turned off to God. We're talking about a group of people on a Saturday night that come together to praise him and worship him and magnify him and love him. Praise God. Woo, hallelujah. Give the Lord a little praise. Any kind you want. Praise him. Praise God. In the name of the Lord. 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 Had a man come to me one time. He said, preacher, you might as well know all that jumping up and down, not me. I said, not you. He said, oh, no, I'm kind of quiet. I thought a minute. He was about that tall, about that broad, had his head shaved, slick. He kind of wanted to look like he was a wrestler or something. Kind of wanted to be a tough boy. I looked at him and said, Bubba, more than anything else, you're a liar. He said, What? I said, you're a liar. You just told me you're not emotional. You're not into all that. And yet we had a little ball game at the ballpark the other day. And you and another guy was rolling around on the ground, wrestling and screaming and hollering like a bunch of kids. Don't tell me you're not emotional. I said, you're emotional when you want to be emotional. Why don't you get emotional when Jesus wants you to be emotional? Hallelujah. I said, I'm not asking you to give you. I'm asking for a sacrifice of praise. I'm asking you to step out when you don't feel like stepping out. I'm asking you to step out when the devil says, don't step out. Just go ahead and do it anyway. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 So a few weeks later, the Lord gave me a message about new ground. Some of you folks been raised in a city, you don't know what new ground is. When I was a boy, we had a little farm, and we had a place out here for the garden, and we had a place out there for the horses where they grazed, and we had a place for the cattle where they ate all the grass down. But we had a place down in the back that had a bunch of saplings in it and a bunch of little small trees. And, and Daddy one day said, hey, boys, it was five of us boys, we fixed you to clear some new ground. What do you mean, Dad? He said, come with me. I'm going to show you something. We got our axes and we got our hoes and we got everything else we had that we could use, our saws and went down. And brother, when the evening, we had blisters all over our hands. Our backs were sore, our arms were sore, but we had cleared everything in that little patch of ground. And we had dug up some of the stumps and we went back the next Saturday and dug up the rest of them. We turned it into a big old garden that we could raise stuff in. Daddy said, that's new ground. I got a message from the Lord about new ground. And I was preaching about somebody clearing some new ground in their life. Give God some praise where you never have before. Clear out the junk and put something good in there. Praise God. Pray like you never prayed before. And all of a sudden, I saw something shiny going around the building. And I looked at that bald head come running by. I said, Bubba's clearing new ground. Praise God. I saw God begin to bless his home and bless his life. I'm telling somebody, when you go the extra step, God will pour out power and blessing and healing and deliverance. Praise God. Oh, come on, clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands. Hallelujah. 
Somebody needs to clear some new ground. Praise God. Jesus came to town. Sometimes he would go to the temple and he would read and he would talk to them. But this time he didn't go to read. He had something on his mind and he went down and he found all these folks that had trials and tribulation. He went down and found all these people with problems. Brother Stevens, I've thought about it a lot of times. If you could walk one day with Jesus, you'd wind up at the hospital. You'd get in the worst ward they had. Whatever the worst part of that building was, Jesus would show up in it. He'd be down under the overpass where the homeless folks are. He'd be talking to them about salvation, praise God. He'd be looking at women that had been in multiple marriages and multiple divorces. Like the little Samaritan woman, he offered her salvation, praise God. And she went and stirred her whole city and brought them to him. My, 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 if you followed him, you wouldn't just go to the pretty places. No, 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 no. You just wouldn't go to the big houses. You'd go to the little houses. You'd go to the shacks. You'd go to the pasteboard houses. And you'd sit down with people who wasn't clean and didn't smell good. And you'd tell them about a name that's above every name. A place. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost. You'd find those that had sores on them and tell them about a God who's able. Find a woman with an issue of blood and tell her about a God who is able, praise God. I'm talking about God is looking for people he can touch and your problems are not going to stop him. You know, nobody was supposed to touch a leper. Nobody was supposed to touch one. If you touched a leper, you could be contaminated. They consider you unclean and they wouldn't let you in the temple. And lepers lived outside of town in a leprosy colony. They had a disease nobody had an answer for. But there was a leper one day that came to Jesus. And he said, if you would, you could make me whole. And the Bible plainly said that Jesus walked over by him and said, I will, and touched him. Everybody up there probably would, but you know what? The Lord wasn't worried about leprosy. And I'm just going to tell you right now, the Lord's not worried about your habits. He's not worried about what you're puffing on. He's not worried about what, you, what you're shooting up with. He's not worried about what you're popping in the pill. I'm telling you about a God that loves you in spite of your problems. I'm talking about a God that looks beyond your faults and sees your knees. I'm talking about a God who knows what's going on and still loves you. I love that scripture that said, while we were yet sinners. He died for us. Had a man come to me one time. He said, Preacher, as soon as I can get my life cleaned up, I'm coming to church. I said, Come on anyway. We'll help you. You come to God and let him clean the spiritual part. We'll help you clean the other part. We'll teach you. We'll train you. We'll love you anyway when you don't smell good. We'll let you come and sit on the pew when you don't have clean clothes. I don't care because I know a God that's going to turn your world around. I know a God that's going to give you things you never dreamed you could have. I know a God that's going to make you an example of the love and the mercy of the power of God. Jesus went and found the people with problems. You know, God, his ways are so much higher than ours. 
His thoughts are so much higher than ours, brother. God, what you going to do for all those folks that's got trouble? I'm going to send them some more trouble. You're going to do what? I'm going to send an angel who specializes in trouble. And he's going to go down. And at a certain season, he's going to trouble the water. What they didn't understand was that trouble had embedded in it miracle working power. I'm going to go down and I'm going to send that angel down there where the lepers are and the cripples are and the blind folks are and the people that can't hear and the people that can't see. I'm going to send him there among them and he's going to do a special work. What's he going to do, Lord? He's going to trouble them. Brother, I'm just convinced that sometimes the only way God can get people where he wants them to be is to trouble them. But you got to trouble me to get me into heaven. You just go on and trouble me, Lord. If you got to trouble me to keep me out of hell, you just trouble me all you want to. I'll praise you anyway. I'll magnify you anyway. I want what God's got good for me. We got to understand, God would rather have you walking on streets of gold than laying in a fine bed here. The Lord wants to save the soul. Now, I know he heals. I know he delivers. I know he blesses. I know there's times when God pours out incredible blessings on his people. He sent a couple to a friend of mine's church not long ago. And they had a lot of problems. Brother, they had, they had a marriage that was just a wreck. He did drugs. She did drugs. They had, they had alcohol, they had drugs, they had, they had cussing and fighting and fussing and carrying on. They walked into that church that Sunday morning, and my friend went down there. They, they walked up to that altar. They didn't even know how to pray. They just knew there's something here we want. There's something here we need. They walked down there, and my friend walked down and put his arm around both of them and pulled their head together and began to pray that God would put unity back in that home, that God would put trust back in that home, that God would put love back in that home. He told me my shoulders were wet because they were both crying all over my shoulders. But you know what, God? did God filled them both with the Holy Ghost they both got baptized in Jesus name been in the church a couple of years now my wife and I has got to know them they're fine folks really they just had trouble when they got there you don't ever know what's under the surface and you don't ever know what God's got planned they decided they needed a new church because the one they had was full so they decided to build just the sanctuary. And they, they, they figured out how they could do it for $585,000. They started gathering the money and getting the money together. They, like a lot of churches, they didn't have a, a whole bunch of, you know, money to, to spend. But they got enough. And they got a loan from the bank. And they got started building that building. And I, I, we've been friends a long time. I preached for him when he didn't have but nine there. And, and we go, and he got about 200 now. And he called me and said, would you preach our dedication? Sure I will. So we set it up for a Saturday afternoon. But on Thursday before the dedication, this couple come walking into his home, asked for an appointment with him. And she said, Pastor, I got to tell you something. The man I've been working for, the multimillionaire that I spent 10 years of my life working for, doesn't have any children. He 
He's got a brother that's richer than he is. He called us in the other day, and he said, hey, you know what? You've been faithful to me. I'm going to give you my life. Signed over all his check accounts to them. Signed over his savings account to them. Signed over the, the apartment buildings he owns to them. I don't I can't even tell you how many millions it's worth. But God put this woman in a place and she was faithful there. And she walked into work that morning. He said, By the way, where do you live? I don't even know where you live. She said, we're buying a little house over and told him. He said, well, today changes all that. He wrote her a check for $500,000. Put it in her name, handed it to her, said, go buy you a house. He got his checkbook out, wrote another check, said, you and your husband both need a new vehicle. Go buy you a new vehicle and come back because we got to go to the lawyer's office and we got to get all the paperwork done. Brother, I'm going to tell you what, the next week she stepped right out of a, a house that was worth maybe $80,000, got into a brand new vehicle, drove to the lawyer's office, spent two hours in the lawyer's office and walked out a multimillionaire. She walked into the pastor's office that Thursday and signed a check for $585,000 and paid the building off. I'm talking about a God that looks beyond the problems, beyond the faults, and sees a soul he can bless and use. Praise God. And she said, that's not all. We got, we got more where that came from. And whatever you want to do for the kingdom, we're good for it. Friend, I'm going to tell you something. You don't never know what's coming through those doors. It may have a trial. It may have trouble. This poor man that Jesus walked up to, he looked at him, and for 38 years he'd been lying there. I don't know if he'd been at that particular pool all his life, but for 38 years he'd had a problem. He'd had a trial. He'd had a struggle. You know, you know, our brother, brother Stephen, I was thinking about the other day. Five porches around this pool. And they had learned, and I don't know how they learned it. I don't know who's told them. But when the waters begin to boil, when it became troubled, the first person that got into it would come out healed of whatever they had. I, I just believe, Brother Green, if you'd have looked at that porch, there'd have been folks hanging, barely hanging. Because as soon as that water wiggles one time, I'm fixing to just fall off in it. I'm going to roll in it. I'm going to jump in it. I'm going to do whatever I got to do. My, if we could ever get folks to look at the move of God that way. If we could ever get them to look at it. These front pews would be the highest prized seats in the house. Because folks would be barely sitting on the edge of it. Just as soon as the Holy Ghost moves, I'm getting into it. As soon as the power of God manifests itself, I'm getting into it. I'm going to get more of what I need. Oh, my Lord, I'm telling somebody, if you just put a little bit of faith into it, put a little bit of confidence into it God can work miracles in your life can you lift your hands and love him just a little bit praise God I wonder if that same angel might have went down to Egypt when the children of Israel were living in there and God had plans for another place for them to live it was too comfortable at first they wouldn't have left 
It had to get rough before they left. He had to get them sick of that place before they would go to a promised land, praise God. He had to get it rough there. I wonder if he made it rough when they were down in Babylon and things were ugly down there. The three Hebrew children went into the fire. Daniel was thrown into a den of lions. There was trouble down there. I wonder if that angel was down there and stirred things up and got a miracle working and got them sent home to rebuild the city, rebuild the temple, rebuild the walls. I wonder if that trouble, I am telling somebody in the building today, don't always look at trouble as a negative. There's times when God's troubling your nest. I had this one couple that called the other day. They came over to the house and we visited for a while and they wanted to move into our park and I told them, sure, as soon as I get a spot for you, I'll, I'll call you. So we had a spot come up, and I called them. And they came, they moved in, and we were excited. We were talking to them. We were fixing to teach a Bible study to them on, on Wednesday morning. Well, Tuesday night, I, I was wore slap out. I mean, I wasn't tired. I was tarred. Man, I was dragging. And I, I said, I'm going to get me a good night's sleep. I'm going to get up in the morning. we got to teach a Bible study at 9 o'clock. I'm excited about that. 11 o'clock, my phone rang. And I looked at it, and it was this couple. I answered the phone. He said, hey, uh, are you still awake? People call you at 3 in the morning. What you doing? I was sleeping. Oh, okay. He said, uh, can I come talk to you? Well, sure. I'm, I'll get some clothes on. <laughs> I'll wash my face and comb my hair. And yeah, come on. So he came in and we went in the living room. We sat down and the words that came out of his mouth was, we got trouble. I said, okay. Where do you want to start? I can shell or I can shuck. It don't matter. Whatever you throw, we'll, we'll take care of it. He started telling me about the trouble, and the Holy Ghost started talking to me. I said, you know what? You were raised in a home where folks talked in tongues. You had aunts and uncles that shouted up and down the aisles. Your mama used to carry you, and you would hear those apostolics talking in tongues. But you got totally away from that for about 40 years now. And what you don't know is God wants to carry you back to where you came from. You've been wandering in the wilderness all this time. And if everything would have been smooth, you wouldn't have ever came and sat down in my house. If you'd have had a big house to live in, you wouldn't be looking for a place to park your, your you got a beautiful travel trailer, but you wouldn't be talking to me because you'd be living somewhere on Easy Street. But trouble has visited, and God's blessed you with a nice place to live. But I said, you know what? The reason you're having trouble tonight is because we got a Bible study set up in the morning. And I said, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, if God has his way, before the week's out, I'm going to baptize both of you in Jesus' name. And if you'll just surrender yourself, God's going to work miracles in your life. He looked and said, well, what are we going to do? I said, I'm going to pray right now. 
I, I, he said, well, you going to pray for God to take the trouble away? I said, no, because if I do, you won't come in the morning. You'll find somewhere to go. No, 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 I'm just praying that you have enough grace to make it through the night and y'all don't fight all night and you can come and sit at my table at 9 o'clock in the morning and eat my pig in a blanket and my donut I'm going to go find for you and drink a little coffee so 9 o'clock the next morning, here they were. I had the pigs in the blanket. I had the, I had the donuts. I had the coffee. I had it all. We sat down and for about an hour and a half, I introduced him to into his marvelous light. Friends, over 90% of the people I've taught that to, I've baptized them in Jesus' name and seen them filled with the Holy Ghost. That little old study is so simple. We're going through it and we're talking about it. And so we got to the end of it. And I said, okay, what's the next move? She looked at me and said, well, I guess I need to get baptized. I looked at him and he said, I'm ready. I said, I'm going to pick you up tonight. I'll pick you up at 6.15. We're going to church. They're having a Bible study. But as soon as the Bible study is over with, we're going to get y'all in the water, and God is going to work a work in y'all's life. Folks, to make it long story short, I baptized him in Jesus' name. He come out of that water speaking in tongues as the power of God gave the utterance. He walked over to the side, got out of the way. She got in. I baptized her in Jesus' name. She come out of there talking in tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. God troubled their life to bring them to salvation. But now I'm going to watch as God begins to untangle all of that and begins to bless and begins to move. She come out of that dressing room. She said, I feel like a fly. I said, you will one day. Just hang on a little while. We're all going to fly. When that hour comes, when the voice shouts, we're going to come out of that grave if we're there. We're going to be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Brothers and sisters, I'm headed somewhere. But when I go, I'm taking somebody with me, praise God. We're dragging them out of hell, dragging them out of the fire, beating the devil back, and seeing God bless their troubled lives. Love him, love him, love him, love him. Praise God. My Lord. My Lord. My Lord. Anybody in the building ever had any trouble? Anybody in the building have any trials? You ought to be on this front pew. That's where you ought to be. I want, I want to get in where God's at. Well, God's moving all over the house, but I'm going to tell you right now, if you had just a little bit of faith, you'd park yourself on this pew to the healing game. You'd park yourself on this front pew, and every time you go up, that man, Jesus said, are you going to be made whole? He said, I don't have anybody to help me, but while I'm coming, you know what Jesus saw in his life? He didn't say, well, I tried, and I didn't make it, so I'm going to quit. No, while I'm still coming, I was coming last year. I came this year. I'll be here next year. You know what God loves? He loves to look at people that refuse to accept no, that refuse to quit before things happen, that refuse to give up. Praise Him this morning. Praise Him this afternoon. Praise Him tonight. Magnify Him. Praise God. Oh, come on. Love the Lord a little bit. Love Him a little bit. Love Him a little bit. I got a grand boy that's a whole lot like his papa in, in a lot of the good ways. 
He was over at the house one time when he was a little bit smaller. He's 12 now, but he's, he's a little bit smaller then. He'd come over to the house, and he was sitting there, and we were getting ready to eat supper. And he said, Papa, I want a cookie. And Grandma heard. Me and him would have probably worked a deal out. <laughs> Grandma said, no, you're about to eat. He looked at her and said, okay. So we sat down and we ate, and we're about halfway through the meal. And he looks up and he said, as soon as I get through, I want that cookie. <laughs> we got through eating. and Granny said, well, just wait a little while. You have some cookies and milk before you go to bed. That answer didn't sit real good. I could see that. So in a few minutes, he leaned over. He said, Papa, I hadn't forgot. I want that cookie. I said, you know what, son? It's been long enough. We're going to get that cookie. Me and you together, we can get that cookie. We went in the kitchen. We got, that's the way God likes people to be. Hey, God, you know, I still want that healing. I'll praise you for now, but I hadn't forgot about it. I still want it. You know, I got a boy that's still lost. I'm still praying about him. Somebody told me one day, when you have carried it to God, don't ever bother him with it again. I said, you've never sat in a waiting room when they carried a young man in there and they're removing a lump out of his brain and mama and daddy are weeping. You've never sat up with people who have got family members that are about to die. You carried to God over and over and over and over and over. Don't tell me don't carry it again. It's not bothering God. Hey, God, you know, I hadn't forgot about it. Hey, God, you know, we're still looking for revival. Hey, God, you know, we're still looking for that dough. Oh, my Lord. Somebody needs to say, God, whether it's trouble or not, I'm coming. Whether it's trouble or not, I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep knocking. I'm going to keep seeking. I'm going to keep blowing. Oh, my Lord, somebody hear me tonight. My God. I want somebody to come to the music. I'm going to quit here in just a minute. But I got to tell somebody, sometimes your answer comes wrapped in trouble. I don't know why he chose to do it that way. But Kurt, I don't have a clue. But I'm not going to question him about it either. No, 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 no. You know what you're doing. Your ways are far above my ways. Your thoughts are far above my thoughts. I don't know why it took trouble to get Kelly and Sarah to move into our park. They were having all kinds of trouble where they were living. God said, I can't, I can't work with them here. i got to move them out of here. So trouble came, and they moved over with us. And now they're full of the Holy Ghost. And tomorrow morning... They're going to be sitting on a pew in the United Pentecostal Church praising and worshiping God. And there's another lady going to be sitting on a pew right beside them because now they're going to pick her up. Mary Ann's going to be sitting there, and they're just waiting for her to receive the Holy Ghost. I'm going to get a phone call tomorrow, I hope. And they say, Mary, guess what, Brother Phillips? I'm going to say, Mary Ann got the Holy Ghost. In a few weeks after we've had time to work a little further, somebody's going to call me and say, guess what? Deborah got baptized in Jesus' name. She's already got the Holy Ghost, but she don't have the revelation. But she's going to get the revelation because we've got it, and we're working to bring it to her. Oh, 
listen to me. I'm telling you, if you got a neighbor, if you got a neighbor that's having trouble, see the hand of God in the middle of all of it and just tell them, hey, I'm just telling you, there's an answer. There's an answer. Through the years, last 46 years, my wife and I have been extremely blessed. We have seen many, 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 many families come to God. Many families receive the Holy Ghost. Almost every last one of them had trouble. I feel the Holy Ghost. Let me, let me just jump ahead to this last little bit I want to give you. Jesus said, take up your bed and walk. Is that all? Take up your bed and walk. He took up his bed and walked out healed. Just simply obey the Word. Somebody needs to hear me. It's so simple that people get it mixed up. Do I have to walk across fire? No, you don't have to walk across fire. Do I have to give all my money? No, you don't have to give all your money. Do I have to do something great? No, just obey the Lord. Just repent if you never have. Just get baptized in Jesus' name if you hadn't. And then just let God finish the work. The first two things you can handle. The last one, he loves to handle himself. Simply obey the word. Let's stand all over the building in Jesus' name. I'm talking to folks in this building tonight that have had trials. And it seemed like it just got worse. Well, I'm just going to tell you something. What you need to do is break the cycle and come on down here and let God change what's happening in your life. Simply obey the Word. Repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name. And God will fill you with the power of the Holy Ghost. Everybody in the building, would you just lift your hands a minute and pray, Lord, have your way. Lord, have your way. On a Saturday night in Austin, Texas, have your way. God, in the power of your name and the power of your spirit, there's souls in this building, men and women here, Lord, that you've been upsetting the wagon a little bit. You've been stirring the nest a little bit. The bed hadn't been as soft. Things hadn't been as good because you're stirring them. You're stirring them. You're troubling the waters in their home, in their life, in their job because you're wanting to move them to a better place. You're wanting to put them in a better place. You're wanting to do a work in their lives and you can't do it without a little trouble first. But God, just simple obedience Obedience tonight can turn all of that trouble into triumph. Just a little bit of obedience tonight can change it all in a heartbeat. I'm opening these altars. If you need healing, if you need deliverance, you got a family member's lost, 
Don't sit in the back tonight. This is Saturday night. We're in the house of God. Come down here and tell the Lord again, Lord, I still want it. Lord, I'm still looking for it. There's been trouble, but God, I'm not going to quit because of trouble. I'm not going to quit because of that. I'm going to believe that the hand of God is working in my home. I'm going to believe that the hand of God is working in my life. I'm going to believe that the hand of God is reaching into my son, into my daughter, into my grandchildren. I'm going to believe it's the hand of God because God wants to do a work in their lives. If you're not coming to the front, would you pray for these that are? Or would you come up here and lay your hand on the back or on the shoulder and just begin to pray, God, I thank you, but I, I don't have problem. I don't have a need of healing. I don't have a need of deliverance, but my brother does and my sister does and their family does. God of heaven, you've blessed us already, but I know you're wanting to work in this life. I know you're wanting to work in this heart. I know you're wanting to work in this soul. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. Come on, church. God is troubling some situations because he's trying to get into your life. He's trying to get into your family, trying to get revival into your home, into your job. He's trying to get revival into you. Come on, there are people here tonight that need the Holy Ghost. There are people here tonight that need baptism in Jesus' name. People here tonight that need to simply obey the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. Obey the word of the Lord. Come on, somebody, there's miracles in the house. There's miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. Miracles in the house. That little trouble you've had, it may just be an angel that God sent to stir your household, stir your family. Oh, my Lord, in Jesus' name. Come on, come on. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Holy Ghost drawing somebody closer, drawing somebody closer, drawing. Young man, God's got plans for your life. But the way you're going, you can't get there. But he's going to trouble you. He's going to trouble you until you receive the Holy Ghost. Oh, in the name of the Lord. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel some chains breaking off here. I feel some chains breaking off here. God's trying to liberate you. That little bit of trouble is the hand of God. That little bit of frustration is the hand of God. Ministry team, would you work? Ministry team, lay hands on them and tell it in Jesus' name. I feel healing in Jesus' name. I feel deliverance in Jesus' name. Put this home back together. Put these lives back together. There's some young people here that have been having some trouble, but it's the hand of God. It's God working in your life. It's God drawing you closer. It's God working to work.